Welcome, everybody, to your TDC Today Show USA. I am your host, Kurt Roscoff, and we are co-hosted by Sue Roscoff and Emily Gallmer, also helping us on the production and podcast engineering side. Uh, we are live on YouTube as we're producing this, and uh, we are recording. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get that going. Um for the ongoing production of, again, this year, TDC Today Show. I just opened a room on Clubhouse. So clubhouse.com. Uh, we are on there to showcase how at the Disability Channel, we're doing quite well to cover uh, sporting events like the Super Bowl and music, uh, like a tour we have going on right now. And... Um, so lots of stuff in the sports and music industry, and we are all about showcasing abilities, television, by and with people with disabilities and veterans. Um, so, and then we're also a little bit of like a TDC news outlet. So we want to showcase all of the happenings out there. So um, I don't know if it's a news, weather, and sports format. I don't know how much you're going to have little slices in of weather consideration, but we're going to be considering it all. So this is a little mantra from my style. I'm not going to call this the TDC or Today show or the Disability Channel style, but my little flair is everything is for everyone. So again, we are available on Clubhouse, uh, TDC Today Show USA. And I am on there right now as we are talking to you. So again, we have my wife, Sue, on here. We're going to be setting the table. We are going to be providing you a good introduction of ourselves and who Jay Stoyan um, is founder of the Disability Channel, kind of where you might see his motivation to have us be a team to create this here TDC Today Show USA and everything we do to showcase abilities and to be a part of this wonderful platform of television by and with people with disabilities and veterans on the veterans side, we showcase Project Die Hard. Please check it out at projectdiehard.org. You are seeing there where we're teaming up with a veteran service organization nonprofit for a forward operating base, forward operating base rush out of Macanda, Illinois. And it is positioned to become an ongoing stay facility for veterans and their families. And um, so with that, we for sure are going to be intersecting with that population of injured, wounded veterans. Now, injured, wounded veterans has a special place in the work that Sue and myself and our daughter and so on that family front and with our second family, uh, or I might say one of our second families, because basically all of these great allegiant groups and communities that we um, feel we're connecting to for as far into our life as we can see, um, lifelong membership type commitment, we basically call it a second family. So we might say that about this here at the Disability Channel, because it is, you know, excellent how uh, we have this platform through the inspirations of Jay Stoyan. So can't say enough about the day that I called up Jay and I said, hey, Jay, I found the Disability Channel on LinkedIn. And my motivation to reach out immediately 
uh, was premised out of I am involved in radio. And actually, right now, uh, my wife, Sue, is the lead host for that radio show we started six years ago. And uh, Jay and the Disability Channel here has participated in this radio show. Um, you find Sue and I out of Milwaukee. And when you fly into Milwaukee, you see that the airport code is MKE. So the show that I came up with out of Milwaukee six years ago is Ability MKE now. And now Sue hosts it to do more, might say, to plagiarize here at TDC, showcasing abilities. Um, but again, radio is limited. You know, uh, we do do the live streaming while we're doing it for Riverwest Radio, riverwestradio.com. Um, and they put it out on um, SoundCloud and stuff like that. But we're also going out to the YouTube Live, Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live. And, you know, so why all of this? For me, it's about my being involved with hundreds of different groups and recognizing that there's a lot of groups in the world where there's a small set of people doing wonderful work and thinking in a community sense and really aiming to have it out there for a larger audience. But yet our volunteers are a little challenged to accomplish basically what we're doing here. Um, so, so that's where the disability channel is so powerful. When I talked to Jay, I met him three years ago and, you know, it's easy for him to report that you all out there are loving the platform and it didn't take convincing. I basically figured that when I saw it, he had me at hello and you all have me at hello because I was thinking I had to create this because I was wondering why isn't there more of a media presence? Not just for what we consume in shows like this and how we showcase it and to tell these stories from the disability community, but also as Jay brings in from the TV production side, you know, that that's what I gleaned from his story. His story is, is he's got all this acumen to produce TV. And when he looks around the industry, it's like, where are all my friends with a disability? And so that's what we're looking to do. So when you look at your favorite media outlet, think about how the disability channel could be, you know, kind of propelled in this direction to appeal to the executives, appeal to the leadership, the decision makers to say, how can we come into your wheelhouse of television production and have a TDC, the disability channel type component, and really meld this together and have this as a great equity project? Now, where did my wife, Sue, and I come into this that this is a thing for us? It comes through the sport we love. So again, here at the Disability Channel, we find a lot of tendency to dive into sports. We dive into music. We dive into news. And we kind of get out into all these lifestyle things because that's how you, you reach people with disabilities, bringing their story. And their stories include all of these elements. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Sue, and I'm going to give Sue the honor and the privilege and the task to go ahead and showcase this story in our sport as we experienced it with the Roscoff family. So Sue, take it away. What is this story of the Roscoff family with a sport that we love? Please do tell. As they say, pray tell. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. Uh, our history uh, with 
water skiing, I mean, personally, our history in water skiing goes back a long ways. <laughs> we go back to actually before I even met Kurt. So he did a, a ton with, with doing show skiing. So if you're not familiar with show skiing, I'm a, a lot of people at least have heard of like the Tommy Bartlett ski show where they put on a show on the water. It is put to music. There's costumes. There's people doing going over a jump. They're building human pyramids. They're doing all sorts of these fancy things on the water. And when I first met Kurt, it kind of didn't click in my head. What is, what is the ski club thing? What is it you're talking about that you do? I've never seen this before. I, I kind of heard of it, but I didn't know anything about it. And he started doing that before he could drive a car. He used to have to get rides to go to ski club. Well, fast forward a bit here to when I met him in our college days and uh, used to go and I'd be out there for every show, every practice. But, you know, I'd only skied a couple times in my life, so I was not going to do that because I didn't have the confidence to do that. And it was the kids in the club that finally twisted my arm and got me to join into this, what now has become a huge, huge component of our life with our show ski second family, like he was talking about. So we've been skiing with the club for decades. And all the way through that, there's been this amazing component of it, of adaptive water skiing. Lucky for us, there was a, a friend in our club that had a, a connection with a group in Waukesha, which is a, a nearby town here. And the, the group that they were connected with is ACAP, Adaptive Community Approach Program. So ACAP is a day program for adults in the, in the local area here. And with that connection, they were able to create this partnership where on the first Saturday in August, we would have the groups, our, both of the groups, the ski club and the ACAP group come out to the lake and we would do adaptive water skiing. What is that? It's the use of whether it's stand-up skiing or the opportunity to actually do sit-down skiing. A sit-ski is just like it sounds. It's a ski that you actually sit in. And the way we have ours set up, you, you sit in it. It's on, uh, on a single large ski, basically. So this the part that you sit in is called a cage. Uh, it's just It's a metal frame with padding in it. You literally sit down, you put your feet into the, the strap on the front so that your feet stay centered on the ski. And we also have outriggers on the ski. So those are out on the side to help so that it's just to help with stability. And we have side skiers that go with. So a couple of standing skiers that go on either side just to be there for whatever's needed. We've been doing that every year on that first Saturday in August since before I ever had met Kurt. And it's been a highlight that we've been able to do that. So. Oh gosh, Kurt, you're gonna might have to remind me of the year here, but somewhere 2012, I think it was, that actually even before 2012, a friend of ours who happens to be a full-time wheelchair user joined the club. He's a friend that we've we've known him for a lot longer than that. <laughs> he has some history with with sound production and being a DJ. So we obviously with our ski show need somebody to run the sound. He became our sound guy for a long, long time and also ended up being our <laughs> prominent person that we have that would ski in the shows every week with us using the sit ski. With that, we had another friend, a mutual friend that we got to know through this, this good friend of ours that, that does the, the DJ part. Uh, we have a mutual friend that 
the opportunity was being opened up for for this friend Adam to come and and actually do a sit ski run during a show, during one of our ski shows, which in theory was not that big of a deal, but it turned into a big deal, and that not in a good way. Uh, unfortunately, since the, the way the whole story, uh, the short version of the story here is basically a couple of our friends on the board for the club. They were not clued in with what was exactly being planned. The show director was involved. We had all the pieces in, in place to be able to make this happen, to have Adam actually ski during that show. And it just, it didn't happen. And it was kind of an odd scenario that night. <laughs> it was something where, it, oh gosh, there was even a comment made along the way of, well, if we let him ski, we'll have to let everyone ski. And we're like, what? there's a problem here <laughs> where's the problem there, there was a fear factor they just it was the fear of the unknown they didn't understand what was happening and what that this was this is something we can do this is not a big deal but it is a big deal having the, this gentleman come and ski with us on that one night would have been a huge thing and it ended up being a huge thing in the wrong way <laughs> He ended up not skiing that night and they didn't even come and talk to him directly. I ended up being the one to come and fill him in. I mean, he was there with the ski trunks, with his towel, with, he was ready to go in the water and he didn't get in the water that night. That night, Curtis told the story of a bazillion times here that he didn't sleep well that night. This bothered him to the extent that the next morning we had a family meeting of what, what does this mean? What are we going to do about this? What, what can we do? Because we have the privilege of being able to do this sport a couple times a week. And it's, you know, no, it, it, really no big deal. We, it's just, it's kind of an automatic. It's what we do. But a friend of ours who happens to be a wheelchair user did not get that same experience. So as the story goes, again, fast forward a bit here, Kurt ends up on the phone with, um, gosh, the guy who is the president at the time of the Wisconsin Water Ski Federation. And one thing led to the next thing and Kurt ended up being the first director of the what was called then the Disabled Division for the Water Ski Federation. So he spent two years in that role of being the director. So what did that mean? That meant we went from uh, understanding, well, getting our mitts around what exactly was happening across the state. Who was able to do adaptive water skiing? What are the outlets? And there was, I think, maybe five different places across the state that actually was putting on that, that activity and making that available. As you go straight forward here into what all happened throughout that upcoming year, there are a lot of things. I, I actually even have a document that has like the journey of what happened from October of 2013. Actually, so I got to correct myself. I said 2012. 2013 is when that all happened. So from that fall, when we started this entire journey forward of what ended up unfolding in the summer of 2014, it became an amazing experience where we were at the state water ski tournament. And it, for those that aren't familiar with the whole water ski community, Wisconsin's a weird thing. We're the, we're the Midwest here. We're in the middle of winter right now. We have a solid four seasons each year. So our water ski season is actually kind of short. It's, you know, three-ish months of good solid ski time. 
Like our ski club, we put on shows from Memorial Day at the end of May until Labor Day, which is the, the first Monday in September. And that is our ski season. That's our show season. Across the state, there are, oh gosh, 30 some teams, 35 plus or minus uh, show ski teams just in the state of Wisconsin. That's crazy. So we are the, the show ski capital of the world here in Wisconsin. So with, with that, there's a tournament. There's a ski tournament that is statewide that takes place in the middle of July every year in Wisconsin Rapids, which is pretty much in the middle of our state. What ended up transpiring with, with that is that Kurt got permission to do adaptive ski demos in between the ski shows that were taking place at that tournament. If you can picture, this tournament has thousands of show skiers and their family members and just ski enthusiasts. They come and watch shows all day long, all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. So there's this tournament going on with these 30-ish teams that are actually competing. And it I would have to bring it back to Kurt to give a little more detail here. Maybe we could do that in the future sometime. But it ended up going from, from one demo, which by the way, we thought that all we had to do was bring the ski and the skier and that it was going to be already arranged that we would have a boat and we'd have all those the other pieces. Turns out that wasn't the case. There was a miscommunication that took place somewhere. And truly, the only thing that we had was the time slot. We had to come up with everything else. And that's where Kurt meets magic <laughs> because he started walking around at the tournament talking to people, introducing himself, letting people know that, hey, we've got this, this opportunity to do a, this demo, but we need a boat, we need skis, we need ropes, we need, these are the things that we need. We have the ski and we have our guy. Can you help us? And it is, that, and that's where my heart just absolutely explodes here with, with, with pride and with gratefulness and all those things that it ended up being awesome that that first demo took place, everybody in attendance there was on their feet cheering and just absolutely the loudest cheering that took place that entire weekend was for that. This adaptive ski demo, that this is obviously dear to the hearts of everybody in that, that was in attendance there. We're, for the most part, everybody there is skiers or at least they're there because they can appreciate the sport, they understand the sport. And to see somebody out there on the water who's a wheelchair user and getting the exact same experience to go skiing through that show course was absolutely massive. It was so well received. When it was all said and done, we were having more, I say we, Kurt was having more people that he had talked to come back to him and say, hey, do you still need help with doing a demo? We'd, we'd love to help. Before the whole weekend was done, it went from we're doing one demo to we ended up doing four demos over the course of that weekend. And that spurred forward into the number of clubs and number of opportunities now across the entire state of Wisconsin. There's close to 30 different opportunities across our state that are now trained and have equipment and have the knowledge to be able to, to share the sport that we love with those that are are not, they probably never thought that would be an opportunity that they could even consider. So that's 
kind of our background. That's where we come from when we really started diving into what does it mean to be part of a disability community or this whole thing of what does that even mean? Having ability or having a disability, and that whole, the whole topic that really most people don't even really think about it. We're actually now in the last decade, this has been a big piece of our life of kind of unraveling that a bit. And I don't want to necessarily say waking people up to it, but kind of is to just have the thoughts in front of them that they had no other reason for why those thoughts are even coming to them. Because until you experience it yourself and until that hits home somehow, it's not going to be having any relevance or having any meaning. So actually, I'm thinking I'm going to bring Kurt back in here. If, if you want to add anything more to to that story, as far as what our background is and how we how we started on this journey, that's where we started. There's a whole lot that's happened in the last decade to bring us to where we are today here. Uh, but uh, so, Kurt, if you want to come on back in here and uh, and just share some thoughts here on on this yourself. Well, um, really, it brings us to, you know, one shining example about how there can be a barrier and that you're hearing how Sue, our daughter and myself, uh, became a family that entered into the business of barrier demolition. So, so it takes this boldness to figure out how to work with a group you're with and to see a way to include, to make something accessible, and to accommodate for inclusion of people with disabilities. And again, here at the Disability Channel, we're also about our veterans. So with this shining example, that there is more to be said. But at this point, I just want to leave it at that. Because we are just here to just open up the doors, have a little open house, have a little ribbon cutting you know, for this um, series of shows that we're starting up here to include a music tour and to, you know, bring in other splices, whether it's from the sports world, maybe other places around the music industry, maybe more things about news. And Sue and I are co-hosts at the Happy Neighborhood Project with Emily Gomer here in our uh, production team. And so there's definitely more to be had. And so we encourage you to make this the beginnings of you tuning into the Disability Channel more, uh, TDC Today Show USA, and all of the TDC Today shows and everything going on here at the Disability Channel. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off on behalf of our team here, Sue Roscoff, Emily Gomer, and myself, Kurt Roscoff. Looking forward to having you next time on this, your TDC Today Show. You